Adrian Maven from the podcast I'm Also, where we talk to people with multiple careers, pursuits, and interests. This podcast, however, is different. What follows is the Four Walls Artist Discussion at the Depot Arts Base in Devonport on March 21. I was there to interview David Bell, and so took the opportunity to record the following while it was being live streamed. Kia ora whanau, Auckland whanau, and right across New Zealand if you're tuning in to this today. We're here at Depot Arts Space in Devonport, Auckland, with our exhibition called Four Walls, Tarafa. And uh, we're streaming this today because, as you all know, we have that uh, little bug going around our country called coronavirus that is sort of changing the way we work. So rather than having a big opening here with thousands of people, no, not quite thousands, you know, 100 people maybe turning up to see the work of these awesome artists here, we are inviting people to come in through the day and we're deciding to stream interviews so that you can feel that you're part of this, even if you're sitting at home or at the beach or in a cafe, wherever you might be. So um, I'd like to introduce to you uh, three of our artists here today, Jermaine Rehana and uh, Jed Seward and uh, David um, Bell. (laughs) Great. So um, three artists with very different work in this exhibition and later on Diana. And Diana, thank you for being here today uh, doing this filming. We'll be showing you something of the work alongside the artist. So let's first of all start off with David here. Um, David, artwork, you're working very much in drawing. How long has this been something that you've explored and developed as a craft? Well, I come from a fairly artistic family. I went to the same art school as my mum and dad, uh, Liverpool Art School. And so I've grown up since, I, I can't remember not having a pencil in my hand and even before I went to art school, I was already drawing in this, in this pen and ink style, which is a mixture between Tintin, which you couldn't get more simple, and Morris Sendak, who uh, did the Where the, where the Wild thing, Things Are, which is this very intense cross-hatching sort of style. And funny enough, I, I go to art school for four years and came out the other end exactly the same way <laughs> and, uh, and then I went into advertising as an art director and back in the day uh, we didn't have the Mac we didn't have any computers and part of the skill of being an art director was you had to be able to draw it was it was a given thing you had to be able to draw because you were visualizing your layout so mm. I never lost the, the the knack of drawing because I had to do it all the time and been a funny thing going back to doing art drawing or non-commercial illustration because I was just I was talking about talking about this with you earlier on the idea that I've probably thrown away hundreds of thousands of drawings straight into the bin. Uh, uh, it'd be nice to go back to doing something with a little bit more longevity, uh, a little bit more uh, meaning. A little bit more value, other than a quickly, slickly, off-the-wrist magic marker drawing. And, and David, when I look at your work, there's something kind of otherworld about it, almost like dreamlike. There's something that comes from some different place, like right away the one that captures me is one in the very middle. Interestingly, the first one that sells with those two huge wheels and those two people kind of sandwiched in between it there. I almost think like... 
those wheels could represent this virus that is, you know, about to encroach on our world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where do these come from? Where do these ideas come from? Well, I have to say, I think your imagination is a bit broader than mine. Uh, these drawings come from the narrative of, of the books. Um, if there's anything that influences the style in terms of dreamlike or anything, I would say it's, I, I'm constantly thinking in terms of cinematic um, framing, a sort of uh, Peter, Gel, Del, uh, Peter Jackson or uh, who's that Spanish guy, Del Toro. That's what I'm looking for. I'm, 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 I think I draw like I would storyboard for right. a commercial or something like that. I'm thinking about what's, what's a grabby sort of like image which is gonna keep people's attention and then I draw it. And I, I know what you mean though. I, I, like the, I like the atmospheric ones the most. The, mm. the wheels, the in the hole, the moon, yes. things like that, which are a little bit more special. Some of them are, are, are really, they're just illustrations part of the story as opposed to a thing in their own right. Right, so. great. Thank you. And so, Jed, uh, your grubs, it looks like clay has been something that's been in your hand since a very young age or something like that. Tell us a story. How and where do these grubs that are so beautifully yeah. um, oh, clothed come from? Well, I've always, you know, I've always had plasticine and Play-Doh when I was a kid and stuff, but I took a bit of a break there until maybe four or five years ago. And I just sort of, I, I bought some and I began to sort of experiment with it and to sort of learn through mistakes and how to, how to bake it. And then the grubs, sort of, it's just, they, they came to life in my hands just um, by, uh, I started off using, I was sort of experimenting with different types of deer type figure and they sort of, they evolved into what you see as a grub now with their natural sort of antennae. Um, and then a lot of experiments with sort of um, dimension just to get them just right, um, sort of height, weight, I mean, sort of width and everything. And um, that's sort of where they are now, um, experimenting with some new casting techniques um, and uh, again different materials, epoxy, epoxy clays as well. And uh, yeah, looking forward to about three months of be doing some um, five foot tall ones as well. So five taking, it, make, taking a new jump. Um, <laughs> Couple months, a couple of months, keep an eye out for those, mm -hmm. and probably in fiberglass at this stage. Um, yeah, and they've just been really popular, and I, I love making them and the color combinations and finding the fabrics. I'm very lucky, my mum's um, into patchworks, I'm able to um, pull for quite a lot of uh, material from here and combine it with the colors. I've got, right. I've got all the different color, you know, color and painting techniques as well that I've, been, I've taught myself as I've been going through. And, yeah, and that's what they are, where they are, where they are, where they are now. And so, Jed, are each of them uh, unique, or they come out from a mould? Um, some of them, are, they, the cast ones obviously come from a mould, but um, the way that I use them is I use the mould as a base figure, but then I'll put them in the oven, and then they'll sort of, they'll go and the resin will relax into almost like a rubber type thing. Right. I can reshape them from that, right. and then sand them down, sometimes change the head positions, and mm. chop and change, whatever, to get a funny, if that's what I need. Um, because when I was using the clay itself, that um, it's very finger intensive, and you begin to get sort of arthritic symptoms if you just do that for twelve hours yeah, a day. So yeah. I need to take a break to do that to continue working, and um, that's sort of my way of adapting to it. Uh, but yeah, they're all unique, and if they're not, they're all hand painted and you know, sanded and prepared. And, yeah. yeah. Thank you. And Jermaine, um, um, Kia ora, friend. Um, 
Jermaine, your work is so fine uh, and just so beautifully executed with those beautiful blue color schemes. Um, the tui and that blue, where does this come from? Is this something that's part of your um, heritage, part of your connection? Oh, oh absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I guess the, the, the more figurative um, elements of my mahi has, has sort of come about, um, I guess, and been developed at, um, at art school. Um, but a lot of the inspiration behind my mahi um, is, well, it, it, it started when, um, when I was quite young. Um, I had the privilege of being brought up in Kurukaupapa, um, and I spent a lot of time in my whare, Ngā Tumanako, um, which is at Pāni Waisasi Marae. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm quite heavily inspired by a lot of the um, visual and architectural elements within the whare mini. Um, I think back to the time when um, we would always meet for assembly um, in the whare. And um, the whole school would come together. So we're talking, you know, Kohanga, Kurutua Tahi, um, Kurutua Rua, so high school, um, preschool, um, intermediate, and high school, would all come together and meet, um, I think it was once, once a month, um, once every two weeks. But we would always spend a lot of time um, in the whare because there'd be a lot of kaupapa going on with that tangi or pōwhiri. Uh, um, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd be the little host to kid that would be, you know, lying in amongst the kids, you know, um, following the patterns with my finger um, in the rafters, so cool five five patterns and um, just really enjoyed that time and um, hence why it's been quite a prominent um, and sort of this preoccupation too with um, regards to um, all those elements within the Nui. so it stems from there. Um, more sort of contemporary feel to my mahi has been something that's um, slowly come about, um, yeah, through 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 us Mass University. Um, I um, had a bursary uh, to do the Bachelor of Māori Visual Arts um, at Palmerston North campus, and um, yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I thought I knew how to paint. I, I thought I knew what art was. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but I'm, I'm still checking myself even now. You know, I, I still don't know. I, I, I still don't know what art is. And I guess um, that's that the vastness and and the sort of um, uh, the plethora of, of um, understanding of the arts is. Um, yeah, something quite interesting and it's interesting to see where um, contemporary Māori art navigates through that conversation as well. Great, thank you. Diana, any questions come through yet from our listeners? Not yet. Not yet, right. Um, a question for each of you. Where did your inspiration come from? Uh, what, where does the muse arise for you? Well, being pragmatic, uh, when you know you have to draw 250 drawings for this book you've written, that's where the inspiration comes out. You have to do it, and then, then of course, there is the story itself. But if you go, go back a little bit deeper, I, I, this, this whole thing about just never not drawing 
I've never questioned it at all. You just start drawing, doodling. If I'm in a meeting, I start drawing and doodling. It's, it's just one of those things you just use, use your, your hands to express yourself and it just happens to come out as something that other people can see, I think, is, is it. I, 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 I've never regarded myself as being particularly inspired. It just happens. It's just a, an, an unavoidable part of life is, mm. is do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a very close friend who's uh, Tony, who whenever he, we sit down, this is back in England and everything like that, he'll just immediately bring out a pencil and a pad and start drawing. And he draws an awful lot more than me and therefore he's a lot better than me. Um, but again, it's not, it's, it's just something you have to do, you feel compelled to do. It's a strange thing. It's, 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 I don't have that sort of artistic compulsion, it just is, it just is. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I just admire, I've seen so many um, pieces of art and um, movies and so much visual information. It's probably just everything I've ever seen that's sort of come out the other end is this, out of like all the, you know, the grub machine that it's, they almost inspire themselves a little bit now with the little cocky attitudes and so on. And, mm. and just as I'm making them, I try and you know, try and make them more, more shy sort of feelings. Maybe just, just maybe they're influenced by people's emotions in a way. I mean, I've seen them people and you, your input through you know, visual, audio, sensory. And that's that's maybe my interpretation of everything has, has come out like that. And I guess when and see when I look at your work, um, it's you had your foxies and yes, other yes. different styles, but it looks like you've sort of centered down to mm. the grubs and why the grubs? Well, they're, they're popular, and I, I, I and people want them. And, you know, um, I've still got all my other prototypes sitting there, and they're all ready to go, and yeah. my ideas book and stuff. But most of sort of keeping up with demand with, with these guys, mm. um, and I don't know what I'm going to do next with. We get some helpers and stuff to make more, but um, right. I definitely got my work cut out for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Jermaine, you're um, yeah, well, as, as you were just um, yeah, saying, well, asking us that question, I was trying to think about one of the sort of earliest memories of, of, of making art. Um, and I think back to a lot of the Disney sort of so illustration. Um, um, that sort of, that sort of stuff. Like, uh, I, I'm not too sure if, yeah. But well, it kind of started out with you know there, there was a huge collection of Disney books that got released. Yeah. Like a huge range of them. You know, all the classics. You know, Beauty and the Beast and um, um, Snow White and um, all, all all those all those sorts of um, characters and what have you and all those stories. And and so I I used to copy those. Mm. Um, uh, those those images and then um, went on to a bit of manga when manga was released in in, in Aotearoa. Um, so I'm thinking about you know like Pokemon and the Dragon Ball Z and all of that sort of stuff and um, that was really quite um, cool at the time. What I was brought up with. Um, so you know there would be kids that you know would ask, oh, could you draw this or can you do this? Mm. You know for a couple of bucks. You know right. and then I'd be that kid you know getting my hustle on quite. Quite early on in age, um, but you know it was it was really fun, and I, I really enjoyed that sort of playful um, uh, side of things, you know. Yeah. And there were quite a lot of kids that were into it at the time, and mm. 
there, there were there were a couple of my uncles too um, who who were really really good illustrators. Um, uh, not of course um, professional illustrators or anything like that, but they they love to draw. Yeah. Um, they love the arts, yeah. and I, I used to spend a lot of time with them as a as, as a kid, um, drawing and what have you. And so, yeah, um, I mean, those are some of the more you know um, uh, earlier memories um, of. Um, I suppose my creative and artistic career. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, questions? Yeah. Um, so, is there a tool that you guys can't live without? Live without? I guess it's an artistic tool. I'm not sure what they mean by tool. But yeah. Right. Maybe you want to start first? Yeah, sure. This 0.5 brush that I got to have. <laughs> I have to have it. Um, yeah, we don't go anywhere if, if I don't have those brushes. It's got to the point now where I, you know, I try to purchase them in bulk. So now, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. the chisel tip or like the fine? Uh, it's a really fine tip. We're talking maybe a dozen bristles yeah. or so wow. on this brush. Yeah, yeah. So essentially, I use like like you would a um, an ink pen. So um, you know, I have a few mediums that can stretch the paint, um, and it can hold a lot of um, paint because it's quite a long um, liner brush. Mm. So it can hold a lot of um, a lot of paint um, if it's watered down and. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can, I can, yeah, I can get some really, really good detail with that brush. But yeah, yeah I wouldn't even try and attempt it with anything else. Um, that is, that is the, the the one tool that I've just I've got to have. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, we aren't even thinking about making art. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Right. Awesome. You can tell by the artwork how detailed it is as well. Oh, definitely. Oh. Yeah. Well, the sculpting is just with my hands. I don't use tools or um, so like wooden spatulas or anything like that. Um, with the, the, a lot of the wire work, I've just been my Lebanon tools, like a pliers that I used to bend the wire, which is where a lot of this, the sculpture starts. And also, um, I've got a favourite brush too, but it's, um, it's I've used it so many times, left it in the pots, and times it's completely delaminated. So I don't know what brand it is anymore. So. <laughs> but no, that would be it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Well, uh, well, for me, it's a it's a pencil, mm -hmm. uh, obviously, and, a, and paper as well. You 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 can't do what what my drawings unless you do lots and lots of pencil sketching beforehand. And you know, I, I could I could have done the whole book with a pencil, um, if need to be, uh, because you can do everything with a pencil. <laughs> you can make thick lines and thin lines mm -hmm. and heavy lines and light lines. It's mm -hmm. it's everything, and. You know, I, I sketch. I sketch and sketch and sketch and I'll do 10, 15 traces over the sketches just to, just to get it right. It's very, very much part of my process. Uh, the idea of starting straight in with the ink pen, it's just, un, no, it'd be such a waste of time. You have to, mm. you have to put the, the prep time, I mm. think. Mm. Pen and, pencil and paper, old school. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Now with us today as well is our creative director, uh, Linda Blinko, just over here, and also our gallery manager, Tracy. And also today, um, unfortunately not able to be with us, is one of the other artists, and that is Louise Keane, and you can see her work uh, that uh, Diana is scanning along there at the moment. Uh, Linda or Tracy, are you able to introduce uh, Louise's work for us at all since she's not here? Either of you give us some information there. Looks like 
Looks like Tracy is going to go on screen. <laughs> I shall never forgive me for this one, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so this is Louise King's works. Unfortunately, she um, can't be in the gallery today, um, but she sends her well wishes and cured it to everyone here. Um, Louise King is an artist from Auckland, New Zealand. She's interested in the distant and personal relationship uh, with the Western world, which has the production of the consumer product and the environmental Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got some good um, comments. No questions, but people appreciate us going live. Great. And also, King Boy says, I am the same. I can't go without a pencil and a piece of paper. <laughs> cool. <clears throat> While you've been interviewing Tracy, Diana, I've just asked the artists here uh, to maybe think of a question they'd like to ask one of the other artists. So here we are, team. Your chance. Go for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've, so you've done a lot of like, some very fine work. You, you know, you can get um, this type of like you know, the anime and stuff. Yeah, you get a lot of little figures that you can mm -hmm. paint very fine. You have a lot of experience with that, with the sort of really up close oh, and under, under a light. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I mean, it's steady hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a, it's a lot of work actually. Um, yeah, I, I have had a go at it. I think it's Warhammer Forty K. I think it was. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I, I have had a. Um, a very short dabble in that mahi and um, yeah it is it, it's it's very um, you've got to be really prepped I suppose yeah. to make something like that and prepared you know to do an entire set mm. you know some of these sets you know might have six figurines in them and then like a large tank or a, <laughs> or, a, or, a, or a helicopter or something like that you know and um, there's so many um, what's really cool is is looking at, at YouTube and finding tutorials on how best to do things yes. like that. And it's really, really interesting stuff. I mean, these single hair brushes. Yeah, and so exactly. Yeah, yeah, and totally. Yeah. And, and, and like um, trying to um, get different textures and um, because there's a lot of metal, you know, and so they want to be able to pull off something that's quite realistic. Yeah. And you're getting contrast and you have to do shadow, but it's such a small light, it has to be looked upon in any light, and even though the shadow's probably not there, it's being put in miniature hands. Yeah. Again, it's really giving yourself a box to work with them. That's right, yeah, exactly. And it's quite expensive. So <laughs> those paints are quite expensive. So not only is it, you know, it's it's, it's time consuming, but financially it's quite um, expensive actually to do. I think I'm using this. this oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, range, yeah. the tiny touch, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah the small little ink drop. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that's fascinating. Fascinating <laughs> question, because when I dig back into my past, when I was a kid, I was, I was always making airfix models and mm -hmm. painting little soldiers and things like yeah, that. Yeah. And, and, and that three dimensionality, just holding the thing and painting it, I think mm -hmm. it does help you see things more, mm -hmm. more clearly and everything. But I, I'm interested in, because there was a woman who came earlier and she'd taken three of you, bought yeah, some your little figurines mm -hmm. ages ago and carried them around the world with her. <laughs> and then you brought them, brought them back and it was like, oh, I remember him. Yeah. I remember, and, 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 when you look at your work, because on the face of it, they look so similar, yeah. but you only have to look for about three seconds more to see they're all completely different characters. And do you do you actually, as they come in out of your hands, go, all oh, right, that's that's that Bob, and that's Charlie? And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, as I as a paintman, as, um, well, as, as uh, well, I 
when I do the actual middle armature of the, the middle bones inside them, they're usually formed at that stage, and then I just let the clay on and then do the finer details. But usually when I name them, that's when I photograph them and put them online, I'll give them a name and a story, just uh, something interesting to read. It's not just a, here's a picture, you make what you want. You know, you need to be a bit more interactive with them these days. Um, they just rely upon that. But um, you know, they all have names, or they're all from a line, like the particular ones. Um, do, do they have a, do they have a backstory? Oh, absolutely. Well, <laughs> they, well the, the grubs themselves, they, um, they arrived on Earth in um, almost about the late 80s. They actually hijacked um, Hotwire, and what was probably a bit of a word, um, one of the Voyager 2 space probes that was out about, about the ultimate, <laughs> about, about Pluto, um, which was a planet. And they came back to work with Earth and they crash land and landed on a forest near my house. Um, and I, you know, whenever I need some, um, I mean, I pretend that I'm paying for them, but actually, I actually do capture them with a butterfly net, like just at night, usually it's a flashlight. Mm -hmm. And if you want every night, and yeah. <laughs> so like, 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 yeah. Like, like, all the other rest is just lies when I say about paying for them. I'm sorry, it's all coming up this The truth is here. Yeah, sorry, I got this. <laughs> So they're like they're like the Cottingley fairies. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things that, that. But those were fake. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When I think about um, just looking at your your work, David, and thinking, I mean. There's a lot of detail in it. I, I feel like I'm a bit of a detail buff myself. Um, I mean, and, and, and some of the images, it's quite important, but then in others, you know, um, there's, 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 there's less, but there's enough there to give you, you know, um, to keep the sort of interest in um, the, the adventure alive on some of these images. How do you, how do you, how do you weigh that up? When you say because some of them you've got some you know quite detailed backgrounds and some of them just have you know um, quite a simple sort of um, stark white background to them. Um, how do you weigh that up? As mm. in, yeah. Well, what needs a background? What doesn't? Again, it goes back to this looking at it purely from a cinematic uh, point of view. But also combined with the fact that I know it's going to end up on a page in a book and I, and I know the narrative that's oh, around okay. the page. So some of the drawings are meant to just be little things in a corner mm. and some of them are meant to be full widescreen, double page spreads or like moments or, or a full page. And, and I do assign a value to the drawings in terms of how big and how dramatic they are just as stoppers in, in, the, in the book. But anyway, going back to the, to the sort of like the sort of subtext of, of detail, is I actually I actually don't like doing the detail. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I really don't. I mean, because it, it, it's very very laborious, and I yeah. get no satisfaction out of doing the detail, and it hurts my hands and yeah. my wrists and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, it, it, again, I go going back to this idea of you sketch, sketch, sketch first. Yeah. If I could get by with just the sketches I would. Um, but I've, I've, I have several golden rules of, 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 of drawing and art direction, but one, the, the one which all my old students are most sick of me hearing, hearing me saying is half close your eyes. And for me, the idea has got to work with your eye, eyes half closed. So, so that's the most important thing. And everything else is just 
filling in the details, filling, blocking in the dark, and knowing how to how to create the midtones and 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 how much to leave uh, just paper white. So it's it's I, I, the idea of being able to draw like Picasso really simply. I would be just so happy if I could <laughs> do that. But I, I also sometimes think that I, I go into the details almost like a coward's way out. You know, it's, I, I am doing lots of work, therefore I'm working hard. <laughs> but it's not, it's not the same as actually thinking and, 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 uh, and doing it. Cool, we've got a few questions. Um, so King's got two. I can put it into one, so it's So is, what art medium would you like to have a pro that you've never used before? And Bronze. Bronze work. I like casting casting with metal, particularly bronze, maybe aluminium, I think. But um, if I did it at home, I think I'd probably set the house on fire because you'd have to start foundering bellows and stuff. Yeah, that, that, would, that would be a challenge. I mean, uh, it's the thing about going to art school is you, you have a go at everything, don't you? you yeah. You've had a go at everything, but I've never done big metal work. That would be, and I've never, I've never done any welding and things like that. And I, I, you know, I, I do quite a lot of little plasticine sort of things like, like you've done, and, and, I get, and I love doing that. But the idea of going big, carving, carving in wood, I'd love to do that. I'd like to, I'd like, I'd like to start with a chainsaw and then get down to a minor chisel. But I, I was doing wood for a while, but I kept, cut, I kept stabbing myself in my hands. <laughs> I, I kid you not, I had knives and I just like, cuts on my hands and bandaged up. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. No good, no good. I even had one of those um, stainless steel mesh gloves. Oh, heavy, yeah. but they didn't, they didn't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to take a shot at film. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to get going. Like, um, yeah, um, take, take a shot at, you know, um, trying to, you know, express a, a, a narrative or a story through film. I'd like to take a shot at that, um, have a go at that. Um, when I was at art school, I sort of dabbled in a bit of um, film, um, a bit of sculpture, a bit of everything really. Um, paint was the only sort of medium that resonated with me, but I did quite enjoy film. Film, film was, was a really, um, yeah, um, it was quite tough too. Um, there's so much more to, to consider visually. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to, yeah, have a go at film actually. Great, yeah. okay, and we've got um, a question for Jed from Maria. And Maria asked, is there a book to go with the draft figures? I'm a primary teacher and it would be great to share this career story with my students. I, I am working on one. I've got some basic illustrations and I've got like an, an ideas book where I get story ideas of mm -hmm. how to tell a story and how do you translate into something for the young children that will grab them, what sort of story it is. But yes, yes uh, I do draw as well. I, can, I, can, I could draw for example. Yeah. Um, but I, I like these guys better. But yeah, I will be doing it. Yeah. Cool. I don't use pencil, I just go to the pen. You're a brave man. <laughs> <laughs> once, once you make that mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it covers off a lot of it. Yeah, so um, one last comment from each of you for our audience that have been with us today. Um, yeah, I'd just like to say thank you. Thank you for your time.
Um, and thank you to the craft space for the opportunity to, well, for, for keeping the doors open. I mean, it's just, um, I, I, I am very conscious of what's happening at the moment, but I think it's really important to still have that interaction. Mm -hmm. Like, um, yeah, and I think what's, what's important and what's a huge thing about my mahi is connection. So um, to, to, to have the depot still open is, is I think it's really quite important. Um, so yeah, thank you to you guys. And um, yeah, thank you to you, Diana. Um, this has been a real cool buzz. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, kicking it with my um, artists in crime here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, thanks for your time. Yeah, hey, thanks for everyone putting this together and um, you guys and stuff. And yeah, come come on down and have a look because some of the, uh, you need to see it in person, some of the detail. It's incredible. Um, yeah, don't be afraid to come and have a look if you're not self isolating. Um, it's great. Yeah, get out and have a look. And thank you, everyone. Yeah, I, I, think the, I think the best thing about the whole four walls thing is there really is something for everyone. Mm. There's, there's, there's cute and there's textural and there's fine fine art as far as I'm concerned and some well, some of my drawings and it's it's it is it's it's, it's something for everybody mm. you, 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 whatever you like in art there's something here for you and art has many many little uh, doors to open and quite a lot of them are here today so mm. that's great yeah thank you thank you David and um, most of you would not be aware that Diana Hugh has been taking this today. So Diana, give me your cell phone. <laughs> yes. So I'm just going to turn around here. And here we are. Here is Diana. So, so and Diana is our promotions and media person. So she has put this pretty much together today. So thank you, Diana. And just a couple of final words from myself. So, um, yeah, so this was our creative way of looking at how we can still stay in touch. Many other art galleries, libraries, other centers have closed down, but we're able to stay open because we've got a system working here that still meets the alert level two that Jacinda Adurin was talking about today um, on TV. So if you are looking for somewhere and something to do this weekend, this week, drop into 28 Clarence Street, Devonport. Or if you want to keep on communicating with us, do that on our Facebook page or go on to our website, www.depoartspace.co.nz and send us an email through the info email address there. We'd love to keep in touch with you. Uh, Jermaine and Jed and David, thank you for your participation today. Thank you for bringing your creativity and your mahi, your work into the gallery here. And uh, this has been a great time. And for you out there, our audience, thank you for connecting with us today. And we'll continue to look at ways to keeping connecting with you and supporting you wherever you are, whatever you may be doing. Kia ora. Right,